morning and happy Christmas. If you're not a regular member here and or you've forgotten my name, my name's Caroline. I'm also on the staff team here. So we've arrived at Christmas morning after the weeks of waiting and preparation and we find ourselves gathered with Mary and Joseph around the manger. So Mary and Joseph have found themselves in Joseph's ancestral town, Bethlehem. They would have had to travel about 80-odd miles to get there. Now, it might not have escaped some of you on that people's attention that I'm pregnant at the moment. I've still got a few months to go. So I can only imagine what it must have been like for Mary at nine months to have to walk or ride on a donkey, neither of which sound particularly comfy, for at least four days, maybe longer, because she would have been going slower at that point, to get to somewhere that they actually they didn't want to go. They'd been sent there by an oppressive regime. And knowing that she's going to arrive somewhere that she doesn't want to go and be somewhere that she doesn't know when she has her first baby. She was probably really nervous. And they arrive in Bethlehem and the place is full. Now, I don't know what your Christmases are like. I have quite a big extended family. Well, I have quite a big family and then the extended family is even bigger. So when we all get together... For Christmas, which we do every now and again, the spare rooms are full, there's people sleeping on the floor, any space that you can fit a bed is full and taken by someone. So I kind of think that it might be a bit like that at Bethlehem. So many people have had to travel that every space is occupied. It was Joseph's ancestral home, so they probably did know people there, they probably had some relatives, maybe third cousins twice removed or something like that, but all the guest rooms are full. So they're given the only space that is left where the animals would have been kept. And there, Mary's baby is born. And they improvise. They put the baby in the best crib that they can find, the feeding trough for animals. I kind of think that I know that even not that long ago, places like Hoxton, the rest of the east end of London, occasionally people would use a drawer for a baby's cot if they didn't have the money or the space to have a proper cot kind of feel like they were doing the same sort of improvisation there, working with what they had. Baby Jesus didn't arrive in grand surroundings, but amongst the poor population of a small town. Meanwhile, outside the town, shepherds are working. Now, we might have nice images of shepherds on rolling hills with fluffy sheep, or maybe you hear shepherds who think about King David, who was a shepherd boy and grew up in Bethlehem himself. But by the time of Jesus' birth, the shepherds were on the edge of society. They did a really important job, but one that was people generally looked down on. What would the equivalents be today? Maybe the night office cleaners, or the road sweepers, or the agricultural fruit pickers. And suddenly, to some of these shepherds, on the edge of society, on the edge of town, an angel appears with an amazing message, good news of great joy. We don't even get told what the message is to begin with, just that it's good news and that they shouldn't be afraid. Then the angel explains that a saviour, a messiah, a lord has been born. A saviour, someone who has come to rescue those in danger. Messiah, an anointed one who will free his people from oppression. Lord, God himself. That is some baby. And the angel goes on to say that this baby has been born for you, i.e. for the shepherds, as well as for all the people. And the angel tells them how they're going to spot this baby. They will be in a manger. Then 
a multitude of angels appear praising God. Have a look up. We've got quite a few angels, but imagine that times 100. I'm, a multitude of them appear. Now, I was thinking about this. Do you think they appeared for the shepherds? The shepherds were pretty freaked out by one angel appearing, let alone a whole sky full. I kind of was thinking that maybe the heavenly choir appeared just because they were so excited. You know when you have really good news you just can't keep to yourself? I kind of feel like, you know, the one angel messenger was sent ahead and then the rest of the chorus of heavenly hosts were just like, we can't keep this to ourselves, we have to get in on the act and we're going to join in and sing. I mean, the shepherds must have been terrified, but the angels were excited. The angels were excited by this news. And then they are gone. And the shepherds have a choice. Do they go to Bethlehem and check out this message? Or do they think, that's really unlikely. Even, even if a Messiah had been born, why would anyone tell us? We're nobodies. We must have been dreaming. We must have eaten something dodgy. Well, we know what they did. They did decide to go to Bethlehem and they searched out this baby. Now, I wonder how many houses they had to knock at before they found the right one. With so many people in Bethlehem, there probably wasn't only one baby in Bethlehem, but they had been given a sign. There was only one baby in Bethlehem that was lying wrapped in a manger. And eventually, they found Mary and Joseph and Jesus in the manger. And they shared what the angels had told them. What an amazing moment that must have been for Mary and Joseph. Up until this point, Mary and Joseph, they knew that Jesus was special, but very few other people did. And suddenly, this bunch of complete strangers turns up at the door, asking whether there's a baby in a manger, talking about Messiah, saying that angels have appeared to them. And the celebration when they saw the baby... Mary and Joseph also have this confirmation in this from what the shepherds say, that this baby really is special. They have been told by angels that the baby's special, but now the shepherds have also been told by angels that this baby is special. Now we get the impression from Luke's account that it didn't stop at the manger. It seems the shepherds didn't just talk to Mary and Joseph, but they told a whole bunch of people about this. Luke says, they reported, as in the shepherds, they reported the message they were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed. All doesn't sound to me just like Mary and Joseph. Maybe the shepherds were stopping people in the street as they went. Maybe they were visiting their family as they were back in town, or just shouting it out loud, full of celebration. But it didn't stop there. It didn't stop at the manger and once, Mary, uh, once they had visited Mary and Joseph, the shepherds returned to their jobs. They went back to their ordinary lives. But they returned to their ordinary lives, full of praising and glorifying God. Meanwhile, far away, like right over here somewhere, the magi, the wise men, had set off following a star. They had a choice too. Did they follow this strange sign in the sky? Did they trust their learning, their calculations, even if it seemed a big risk and all seemed a bit improbable? Again, they did follow the star, and they too eventually found Jesus, and they worshipped him when they found him. All these people had followed different roads to get to Bethlehem. Mary and Joseph were caught up in the events of ordinary life, 
The wise men went the route of scholarly investigation and learning. The shepherds responded to sudden, unexpected revelation. It doesn't really matter how they got to the manger. The important thing is that they did. Maybe you're here this morning because family tradition means that you come to church on Christmas Day. Or perhaps you just had this sense that this was the right place to be this morning. Maybe you've been wanting to find out more about what Christmas is about. Or perhaps you already know the baby in the manger and you've come to join your worship to that of the shepherds and the magi. Whatever road you've come here by, the question is, what will you do now? Will you be like the shepherds who left the manger, telling those they met about the good news they'd heard and going back to their day jobs, going back to their ordinary lives, full of praise for what God was doing? Because it seems to me that if we come to the manger today, we gaze at it in wonder and then walk away as if nothing has happened, we miss the point. This Christmas Day is good news for all people. Great joy with that news. And maybe today it's quite easy for us to remember as we celebrate with presents and friends and food. But what about tomorrow? Tomorrow, will we remember the God baby in the manger that caused wise men to leave their country, shepherds to abandon their sheep? Will we go back to our jobs, our families, our schools, like the shepherds, full of rejoicing and praising at what God has done? The manger is not the end of the story. Not for Mary or Joseph, not for the shepherds, the magi or Jesus, or for us. It is just the beginning. Will you leave remembering the manger? Will you leave remembering the child in the manger? Jesus, the Saviour, Messiah and Lord, who came to rescue us all. Will that memory cause you to rejoice and praise God? Amen.